Welcome to Live the Fuel, where we fuel your health, business, and lifestyle. And now your host, Scott Mulvaney. All right. Good day. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another Live the Fuel show. So today, I guess I could say this evening, my time zone, because we are talking to somebody today that is from a different time zone. We are rocking out with a gentleman that uh, I'm going to give a shout out here. Michael O'Neill, the gentleman who helped me start this show, the very first episode 001, almost three years ago, uh, from the Solopreneur Hour. This gentleman has been on his show many times. So for my regular listeners who also came here from Michael's show to hang out with Live the Fuel, you may recognize this little bio. So if you've ever heard a gentleman who's been on Michael's show probably at least two to three times, he's a serial entrepreneur, having founded two of Australia's fastest growing companies in the respected fields. So... We're talking fastest, as in like fitness franchising, uh, exploding in 35 locations, six months of operations. He's currently the fastest growing digital growth advertising agency too. Here's a little hint on his name, Campbell Media Group. Just remember that. So, okay, 2018 Best Small Agency of the Year Award for Australia and New Zealand within the first 12 months of operations. He's a published author, global speaker, television personality, and Australia's number one mainstream business channel. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, your guest co-host today is none other than Brett Campbell. Welcome to the show. Scotty, welcome. Mate, thanks for having me. It's an absolute pleasure to be here. And I must say, you've got a you've got a voice for radio, dude. Like <laughs> yeah. I've heard when, it when I've heard it a couple out, times. I, I felt like I was actually like we're we're in some mainstream stuff here. It's really it's not me. It's it's the microphone. That's all it is. Right. It's, it's tech. Right. You know. <laughs> I, I practice my American accent frequently at home. You know, I'm I'm trying to bring in that broadcaster. Oh yeah. Welcome. <laughs> see, I, see over here though. I see the lady, the ladies, even the guys. I, I think they like the Aussie accent though. So you don't want to get too, too American. In fact, Australia actually just recently got voted world's sexiest voice. There you go. Number one, and New Zealand, where I originally grew up from. Um, was voted number no actually New Zealand was voted number one which is where I originally grew up from in Australia mm-hmm. I think was like third or fourth you know um, why it's that guy who played Aquaman yeah. I think he's helping really level up New Joseph Zealand Mama. yeah yeah <laughs> and we all we all look like that too you know, those are, <laughs> that's just a standard physique you just got that buff <laughs> all the sexy ink going on you know down the arms and everything you know it's a thing so he's got a few things happening well it's funny because actually a good friend of mine grew up in New Zealand he um yeah, let's see. Uh, he he's he's a nuclear engineer here, so he's a New Zealand guy, and then went wow. Navy. You came here actually it was military college, then came here, studied, then then went went pro with the Navy. Uh, nuclear engineer used to travel on subs and everything, and now he consults for some really really world class company making a lot of money. So, but he's my friend's uh, husband. <laughs> so he's a good guy. We got him into some skiing. So he's uh, he's getting better with his skiing skills now. Highly intelligent awesome. dude. Six foot, six foot five, big dude, big guy. Yeah, it's a big, it's a big human. Yeah, yeah. So you New Zealanders down there, man. You guys grow them strong, I guess. So, <laughs> you know, there's only a small amount of us. You know, four million people. It's not. It's, uh, is that the that number? Many. Four million. Yeah, it's about four and a, four and a half million. Wow. Um, yeah, but uh, mate, we we're certainly bred in a in a different uh, different manner. <laughs> Which is an interesting conversation, probably for another podcast, <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> well, hey, we run open formats, so you never know what's going to come up with the show. So, how oh, long have you right. been in Australia then? If you were technically originally New Zealand, eleven years. Okay, 
So, yeah, funnily enough, 11 years ago, the, the reason for the move was um, I was a trapped entrepreneur, right? So I've always known as a, ever since I was a kid that I'm an entrepreneur, I'm destined for something greater, and I was not put on this planet to have a job. Because mm-hmm. um, everything I did, I always wanted to, to do the best at it or be the best at it, and not to try and be better than anyone else, but to, to just really immerse myself in something. Um, and got to a point where I had to jump on an airplane. I had one suitcase in my golf clubs and moved to the Gold Coast of Australia and that was 11 years ago and we haven't looked back. Wow. Mm. Okay. <laughs> so wait, let me get that wording back up there. You said tracked entrepreneur? I was a trapped. Oh, trapped. Okay, there we That's go. That's a sexy accent coming uh, through see, there. there right? go. I like it. I like it. See, I'm, I'm getting translations here. That's good though because maybe the yeah. audience missed that too. But we do have people yeah. around the world, including Australia, who listens to the show. So... Uh, and actually, I'm sure a lot of people hearing this right now have felt the same way. I mean, uh, I just got done attending. I, I was telling you before we started the show, the, the new Growth Now movement, right? It was actually the guy hosted it right here in Pennsylvania. I live on the East Coast, about an hour north of Philadelphia. And he didn't want to like make it go to some mainstream city like Philadelphia or New York City. Uh, Reading has got, a, unfortunately, not the best reputation, right? They've struggled with urban issues and low-income issues, and there's been shootings and everything else and it's like wait a minute this is in little pennsylvania um mm-hmm. but he said you know what i believe in this area he moved there 11 years ago and and he's built his own you know as you as you just put it he was a trapped entrepreneur he built his own business in the podcasting industry he people pay him to launch their shows and and consult and everything else and he's built a successful podcast and he's like wait a minute what if i start my own growth oriented you know entrepreneurially inspired movement just to help people along with the process and I'm sure, I mean, you've been, you've been at this for a while. You've probably been to some powerful events in your career, right? Yeah, for sure. Yep. Do, you, do you feel they're necessary? Because I, I mean, we've had, we had a lot of interesting debates about people who attend events, but then they never take action. So I'm just intrigued yep. about that with you. Yeah. Um, to your first question, are they necessary? I think they are a necessary evil hmm. of sorts. Um, I think people need to have events. They need books. They need podcasts like this to light the fire. Okay. Right. And the fire starts, the fire's lit, but you need the, the consistent timber or coal or whatever we're using to keep this fire burning. So they're, they're, they're an amazing fire starter. Um, but I think people go into a live events thinking that yes, they're life changing, but are they life altering, right? In the sense of, is it going to alter the rest of your days, months, years after you've attended? Because you can go there and have a life changing moment, mm. right? I mean, we, we, we could have one of those right now when we're talking. I have right? one regular basis, is, thanks to podcasting. Yeah. Exactly. And that's, that's why I love this. That's why I love this yeah. dialogue to be able to, one, it, it, it's a selfish thing as well, because I just, it vibes me up and it gets me pumped. And once I start getting into this thing, and I can even feel my energy now starting to rise, right? But th- it's, this is great to light the fire. Mm-hmm. I just think there needs to be a lot more conversation around the, the practicality of what happens post reading a book, what happens post listening to a podcast or going to an event. So I definitely think they're necessary. Um, as a part of an overall big picture. So part of that big picture, I love what you're hitting here. It's like, obviously fire is in our logo. It's part of my brand, right? Live the fuel actually stands for live the fired up epic life. Um, you know, I started that brand in, in 2014. The show didn't start until 
you know, really 2016. And I love your wording because I'm, I'm a former firefighter. So I, I was corporate life and then decided to leave it all behind for a couple of years. And I served as a, one of the elite hotshot wildland firefighters out West. And you guys actually have wildfires depending on where you're at in Australia. So you know what I'm talking about. So I, I wanted to take that and, and channel what I learned and, you know, move forward with that, with that experience. And so I, I use often maybe too much, the, the, the words of, you know, being fired up, right. And finding a way to be able to fuel, you know, their mm. mission and their lifestyle. And yes, you're right. If you picture building a nice campfire, okay. People start with like maybe rolling up some newspaper and they have a like little kittling. It's called like the smaller pieces of sticks and fuel just to get the fire going. But then once that heat is built up, then you start layering in like the thicker pieces of timber, the wood, the logs, because you need that. Mm. Then once that's really built up, you want that nice fat log on there. That's going to retain that heat and go for the next couple of hours, you know? So I I love connecting on this because that's what I'm picturing Mm. as you said those words. I'm like, okay, we're building that fire. Something I want to say to you that you just said there, and and I sort of can't help myself when I hear these things. I've I've become a stickler for, for language and words. Okay you certainly don't use it too much and don't think that you do because it will limit you from, you know, using the powerful metaphors that you stand by and your brand stand by, right? Um, it, for, for lack of a bit of an example right now, if you use Donald Trump, mm-hmm. right, you know his taglines, you know his the same thing he's been saying for two years. He's consistent. He's consistent, right? And, and um I think the more metaphors you can use around this, you know, fuel and fire and igniting and so forth, the more power to you and your brand because it'll allow people to. One thing I've identified, um, and this actually came from a couple of years ago when we started my new company now, um, Campbell Media Group, where we did a daily vlog for an entire day for the first year just to see the growth from that day one to to the wow, um, yeah, and. Um, I personally speak, and this is, I think there's some, some good value in this. I, I personally speak in a lot of metaphors. I feel metaphors enable people to be able to connect to a message from a specific angle, right? And, and the more and more metaphors you use, the more that people can, can attach to a certain nucleus of a message, right? Hmm. Um, and what I, what I found that I did, I didn't realize I did it so much, but we, cr- we created this running thing. We called them Bredafors, right? Um, how narcissistic is that? But my editor called them Bredafors. So every time I did one, we had a counter of different metaphors. So like in a daily vlog, I, I noticed that I'd probably say about four or five metaphors, right? But it was those with, that were the impactful moments of the conversation, hmm. right? So, you know, I can't help but think in, in a lot of metaphors because as a teacher at the heart of everything, right, we we're talking about this a little bit earlier about – um, you know, we want to contribute and we want to, we want to provide to, to other people. We want to um, help educate and, and share and pass down wisdom that we've collected. The easiest way to be able to do that from my perspective of how you can get someone to retain your narrative or ret- retain what you're trying to actually articulate mm-hmm. is to speak in metaphors. So that's a really long way for me to say, mate, keep using those metaphors, <laughs> hardcore, um, because there'll be someone out there who goes, yeah, I get it. Like even when you're speaking about the, the um, you know, the kindling and so forth, if I'm using, if I'm going to take that metaphor right now and go, what I like to do is I like to dump like 20 gallons of petrol on at the start. <laughs> right? so that's the sort of person I am. I'm like, I want to dump some petrol on this, but I don't want it to blow up and then dissolve. I need to blow it up, 
create that massive amount of impact mm-hmm. and then keep the fire burning at a higher level, right? Yeah, the intensity. So, anyway, that, there's, there's a good little little piece around metaphors. I no, think they're super important. I'm glad we're vibing on this because I've had to explain that to a few people. And yes, the, usually the people who critique are the ones who don't understand. And I don't need... Uh, actually, this literally was happening with a friend of mine I've known for years because a lot of friends came in from out of town this weekend because yesterday you had asked earlier before we started the show like why I'm so fired up and you know I said I went to that growth movement on Friday and then actually uh, yesterday we ha- we hosted a, uh, a our, our wedding reception party here in Pennsylvania was yesterday because we got married back in March but we were uh, it was an adrenaline junkie adventure wedding. We were doing uh, heli skiing and backcountry skiing in the in the Canadian Rockies for our wedding back in March so Yesterday was the after party, basically reception for like my family and all the friends who don't do the crazy stuff that we do. <laughs> it's like you got to show respect to the people who don't do my weird stuff. So that was yesterday. So it was amazing. We had old school friends flying in and just catching up with people I haven't seen in uh, you know fifteen twenty years. You know we talk on the phone, but you haven't seen each other. My, my oldest friend I've known since we were fifteen. We have stayed in touch this entire time when I was firefighting, everything. It's, there's not been a month gone by that I didn't speak to this guy. But I haven't seen him in person in, ooh, 2012, 2013. Mm-hmm. So it's been a few years. So he, he mm-hmm. flew in. It was, we, he, I just dropped him off at the airport two hours before, before now. So it was a great weekend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but helping that, it's funny because we've talked about how our lives have changed and we reflect on these things. And this kind of really relates to the podcast world because, you know, you're connecting on how you came from New Zealand and then you're in Australia. And like, I think we can't help reflect on the fact that I don't live in the past, but what are your thoughts on reminding people hearing this, that it is important to reflect on where we came from. Like you can't see this right now in the video, but I just got done overhauling the studio a couple weeks ago. So my friends who are here today still, they're like, wait a minute, holy crap, dude, like I have sound paneling up, new acoustic paneling, upgraded the monitors here, everything like, dude, your home studio's gotten a significant upgrade. And I was like, mm-hmm. you got to keep leveling up, man. And they're like, mm-hmm. like, I've heard your show and you sound professional, but dude, now that I walked in here, he's like, I, you visually can tell you're not messing around. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it's just cool because I was like, we're reflecting on how the show started like I, and, or just how our lives were 10, 20 years ago. So what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Do you, do, you, do you remind your team and the people you work with? Because I know part of what you do is you've got, you know, you got your fan page on Facebook. Why, wow, ladies and gentlemen, as I'm talking about this, i got to throw in some screen sharing too. Make sure you check him out at his name, Brett Campbell with the PB in the middle, Campbell.net. We'll do some screen sharing on YouTube. But anyway, as I'm saying that, Brett, like, do you reflect often? Do you remind yourself we don't live in the past, but like, you know, channel what you've learned from the past into the future? Uh, I think ref- reflection um, is imperative in any quest of moving forward. You know, um, it allows you to, and the only way you can really tap into gratitude, right, and being grateful is simply reflecting on the past. Okay. Um, and reflecting on the experiences and reflecting for what you currently have, obviously, in that current moment. But you've got to remember what led you to that moment was the actions that had occurred previous to that moment. Right. So we got a little bit of inception there, but I, I definitely, and that was another really strong reason as to why um, we created our daily vlog from the, for the first year of growing Campbell Media Group into the 2018 best um, agency in Australia and New Zealand, best social media agency in Australia and New Zealand, hmm. because I wanted to capture that as well. 
So I can actually look back now and I do this quite frequently. Like every week I'll go back and look at like an episode one or five or six or something in the first week of, of the business. And to be able to see like our office where we were with one desk, like there was me, um, my wife was working in, in another company we had. She had an office next to me. I hired a full-time videographer. At the time I had a, a consulting company, um, which didn't require, you know, an internal team, so to speak. I only had one other person supporting me. Um, or I had two other people who were virtual, but internally there was like one, one other desk um, <laughs> to then seeing it grow and grow until like actually three weeks ago, we just grew out of the place. And now we're in this, you know, big 500 square meter open area, light coming through the office. The, the, the environment is just absolutely totally different from what it was back then and it's it's sometimes it's hard even for for us to be able to stop and smell the rose and go i remember what it was like um hence why video is is so amazing whether you're going to publish it out to to the you know the the ethernet to to the wide world Mm -hmm. um or you're going to keep it for your own memories i mean looking back it, it just it's such a rewarding because someone like me who's you know, and we use that metaphor who likes to dump petrol on the fire. I like to dump petrol on the fire every month, right? So I'm always going, what's that next? Like, I'm not looking to make small steps. I'm looking to take giants, giant leaps, right? That That's just ingrained in any single thing that I do. And that dates back from when I was an apprentice. You know, I got kicked out of high school when I was 16, fell into the only job basically in, in, in my little town that I was living in. And from day one, I was like, how can I be the best cabinet maker in this factory Hmm. you know i always had that quest and um where i was actually the first and this is more to share with you my how i operate internally is i was the first apprentice in like the company's 30-year history to be you know an apprentice should be um it's four years right it's very structured okay right and you only and you only get pay rises after certain amounts of hours so every two thousand hours you get like 50 cent pay rise it was ridiculous um anyway i was halfway through my apprenticeship and i was like i'm doing the job of a fully qualified tradesman better than them and faster than them and i seen a glitch in the matrix and i was like why why do i have to wait another two years why is this thing called you know this time on the map type scenario um why does that have to be such a big thing here um to ending up getting signed off my apprenticeship a year early, right? And that's just because I was pushing and I was pursuing and I was always wanting to take giant leaps, right? I'm never looking to take shortcuts, right? That's an important distinction. It's, you know, but I'm always, always looking to push the barrier. I like that. I like that. I like that clarification. I mean, I think, I think people don't understand that. Could you expand a little bit more on this? Oh, I, I'm guilty of using this word. Oh man, what's your latest hack? Yeah. <laughs> so let's expand on that real quick because I don't want to move yeah. past that. You you definitely dropped the bomb there. I th- I think there's this um, muddied water around the f- uh, and don't get me wrong. I'm always looking to take advantage of the lowest hanging fruit. I'm sure. always looking for the path of least resistance. Um, however, you sometimes you got to weigh up and you go, well, you can go down this path of least resistance. It's going to take you a year, or you can go down this path of pure turmoil is going to take you six months i will take the turmoil like that's just how i i love the challenge you know i see it as an opportunity to to one grow and develop as a human being right growing this company that we've got now into what it is now you know we've ticked over 20 team members here internally um yeah we'd we'd be triple that if we could find the 
the appropriate talent to grow with inside the company. That's another conversation. But everything that I that I do, the ethos is I'm pushing and pushing and pushing against the barrier, right? I'm not, I'm not waiting um, for something to drop in my lap. I'm going to create the opportunity. But to your point around this, people are looking for, and the word shortcuts, they think that a shortcut consists of doing the less and getting the biggest return mm-hmm. without any pain, without any anxiety or pressure or problems that come along with it. It's what generally what can happen is if, if you're taking the shortcut, there's, there's generally a payoff effect to taking the shortcut, right? So, so for me, it's really weighing up that what's the impact of this shortcut or if I do do this hack, what am I not going to learn or what am I not going to see or uncover? So whilst I'm very, let's dump a 10 gallon, um, of 10 gallons of fuel each each day on the fire i'm also very very observant and looking at what's the impact of that though like i'm not going to dump 10 pounds of bloody um, petrol on a fire if uh if there's people standing directly next to it right right the so flare up will sense their skin <laughs> of course you know i'm not looking for collateral damage i'm looking at um, weighing up the scenarios and I'm, I'm a massive advocate and I push for this fast growth because I feel like number one life's too short we should be doing things as fast as we possibly can right but fast doesn't mean you need to go fast and loose mm. right doesn't mean you go fast and loose and create a wake of destruction I create just enough destruction behind me so that my awesome team and people who are in my network can support that and clean it up very quickly okay right um, so I think there's there's a real real important distinction of when you're seeking shortcuts or you're seeking a hack or um, you know a, again a, a different faster way of achieving something you really need to be super diligent with you know what's the upside what's the downside make the decision quickly and just roll with it yeah I and mean, it's funny that you brought up about this creative creating out the wake and managing the the destruction so to speak right the or i i like i don't like to, you know what let's let's change destruction what do you think about this like this the destruction is basically the remaking process like i mean even after a massive wildfire people freak out they see the destruction and they see the scorched earth but mother nature always bounces back right you're mm-hmm. within three months you're seeing there's there's actually just i pop it in my head i can't help it there's a species of pine tree in Colorado and in the West called the Ponderosa pine. And I, cause I had to study this to become in fire science mm-hmm. when I was trying to figure out how to become a ex, ex corporate world, <laughs> you know, elite firefighter. It's like, Oh, let's take some classes. Uh, but the one thing that was stuck in my mind was I never realized that the Ponderosa pine actually needs fire to, to hatch its seeds. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. It, you, it's dropping pine cones and stuff, but they don't actually are, they're not birthed. Or, or brought into the next phase of existence, right? To create a new tree without wildfire, right? So here's where example, like fire is natural. You need it. And if you mitigate it and you remove it from the equation, this is why we have massive wildfires over the past couple decades because government has stepped in and I'm not going to get into the politics of it, but it's like, oh, people are worried about fire. They're afraid of fire. They're afraid of all that. And they don't realize that we actually were able to use fire to fight fire too. Like you can do it in controlled burns and everything else, but you take a controlled burn into an area that you would, you, you decided to remove fire for 20, 30 years. And there's so much fuel. There's so much opportunity that when you get fire into that, it just blows up and it's out of control. What do you think Mm -hmm. about this, this image that I'm walking you through right now? 
man, I can't steer away from David Attenborough. Like I just watched his <laughs> his latest series and and this just really built into my ethos of everything happens for a reason. And mm. that that line unfortunately needs a lot of clarification when it's said. Okay. Because it's easy to go, oh, everything happens for a reason. It is what it is. But if you actually really stop for a moment and look at every single thing that happens on this planet happens for a specific reason. Like, yes, there, there could be a wildfire and unfortunately some people might die from the fire, right? Mm-hmm. So that's automatically, obviously, it's horrific and we don't obviously want that to happen. No, we wouldn't wish that on anyone. Absolutely not. Correct. But if, if you look at the the circle of life and, and you look at how things are supposed to happen and and I found this a really easy way for me, like when I really accepted this, right, as this is exactly how the universe works, right? When I actually really accepted this, I no longer see problems or horrific things as um, as impactful internally to me mm-hmm. as I might have originally thought if I hadn't had this this new way of thinking and looking because you can say oh, it happens for a reason and that's cool but if you that's like an external thing that's like going to a live event right there right? we go nice you've tie heard back nice thing. tie back I like you've it. heard the thing see what I did there that's what metaphors I love it so it's like going to the live event right you hear the thing fantastic cool yeah everything happens for a reason beautiful but then it's like how are you actually living that day in day out mm-hmm. what are you stopping and reflecting on right how are you reflecting and looking at and going, okay, what did I learn from this experience, right? Someone rang up today and they quit or, you know, you've, you've, you've just lost $50,000 in a, you know, a court case or you, whatever the case may be, looking at it going, oh, there's something within that that was supposed to happen because now this is going to potentially happen or this has happened, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's a really comforting comforting way to be able to, to live with that particular mindset. Now, don't get me wrong, I have some shit days and, and sometimes I go off the rails, you know, when certain oh, things happen. Oh, hell yeah, this is quickly, life. I can, I can quickly come back to it because I'm like, oh, hold on a minute, Brett. Remember, this is your this is your narrative. This is this is the way in which you live life, and mm-hmm. this is how you see life. And, um, but to your point, you know, at what I started, I started to do a lot of study around, um, yeah, you know, like metaphysics and mm-hmm. and the you know, spirituality and and really looking at it and trying to uncover because as a curious person, like. I still am just so curious about this entire thing we call life, right? Um, and I actually went and did a um, an Indian sweat lodge. Have you ever done one of them? Uh, I did a, I, don't, I guess you want to call it an intro version of it. Like obviously I, I served in the, the state of Arizona. That's where my base was years ago. And there's obviously, I, I'd say one third of my crew were actual, you know, from different tribes, different native tribes of the U.S., mm-hmm. which was so cool. It was such a, a, an experience because I grew up in New Jersey and it was, you know, in, mm-hmm. in Pennsylvania. And don't get me wrong, there's native history here too. The whole country has native history, but mm-hmm. there, I mean, their culture still aggressively exists. Like they still have villages mm-hmm. and tribes and everything else. Uh, but that's where I even heard about stuff like that. So I got right. to go experience a small one, but not okay. like the full blown spiritual experience where you know sometimes they also incorporate in some uh herbal remedies i don't know if that's the level you went with but i'm open to it (laughs) not the one i'm talking about now but um i definitely recommend all those experiences however the reason why i bring that up is i've done a lot of let's call it 
deep spiritual work, a lot of emotional cleansing and personal development and self-development, whatever title we want to put onto this thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, really just growing my own emotional intelligence is, is the, the underlying fundamentals of it. Um, so with that, um, I, here in the Gold Coast, um, went and did an Indian switch. Like there's an American Indian who lives out in the, in the back. And when I say the back out in the sort of bush area yeah. and we went out to, to his facility and, and, um, so basically an Indian sweat lodge is there's a teepee, right? Mm-hmm. It's a teepee. It's fully blacked out, covered with blankets and a whole heap of things. Like there's no air basically in that thing. They're heavily insulated. Yeah. Heavily, heavily, like thick as that you could probably shoot a bullet and it probably wouldn't go through it. It's that thick of, of layers on layers. And, um, I had no idea what I was expecting. And I said to my friend who, who took me out there, he goes, um, do you want to know about, it? I said, mate, I don't want to know anything. I just want to experience this as it happens. So I had absolutely no idea. I had no idea if this was going to be a one minute thing or a 10 minute thing. I mean, um, the pause on that. Love that. I think people hearing that might don't, don't, don't mm. skip past that. You can't plan everything in life. So I love that. Mm. I didn't want to skip past that. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, I think. And, and I wanted to circle back to that as, as a takeaway point, but you've hit it now. So let's smash that for a second yeah. time is the best experiences I've ever personally had have been from the unknown. Like when you know something's about to happen or like you're going on a roller coaster and it's a 30 second ride, you know that you can, you can sort of set your mindset to it. But what if you hop on a roller coaster and it's like goes for four minutes, you would be like bewildered. Uh, and but but there's a lesson within that because you're like i thought this was over why is this not over like etc but there is there's massive value and um recognition and being able to to tackle experiences without wanting or needing to know what happens or like what's around the corner and that's why people can't move fast in business because they're always wanting to know but what happens in a month what happens in 60 days you know what what happens after that it's like don't even worry about that right now let's just focus on this right so um Indian Sweat Lodge, TP, and there was about 10 of us, right? And there's 10 of us sitting in this TP, pitch black, couldn't see an absolute thing. It was just crazy. I literally, um, and it was cold outside, right? It was, so um, it was about, um, let's call it 15 degrees Celsius, right? Okay. Whatever Fahrenheit conversion is there. It was it was fairly cool. Like it was, it was wearing a jumper and pants. Add 32, so you're... I don't know. Was that forties to fifties? It's not like it was coolish. It was coolish. Yeah, not freezing, but it was coolish, right? Yeah. And I went from that state into this like ridiculously hot state. And what they do is they have rocks that have been heating in a fire for for the whole day, and they take this specific rock, one rock in the middle, puts the rock in the middle, and um, the the Indian, the American Indian leader, he's sitting there, and he, and again, imagine I'm sitting there going, "What do I do?" Like I've done a lot of, you know. Um, meditations and different types of experiences and, and I'm sitting here trying to, oh, are we going to do this? Are we going to do that? How's this all going to work? Right? And then I'm sitting there pitch black, sweating profusely, like to the point where I felt someone was pouring water on my head. How long in were like, you think at this point? Was I was it, at, was I was at the first rock. I was only at the first rock. Oh. So I, was a, I was a couple of minutes in. Okay. We're not even <laughs> yeah. like five, 10 minutes yet. It's no, like, no, okay. No. I, was, I was a couple of minutes <laughs> going, okay, how's, how's this going to start? Right? You're all in and, from um, the get-go. Yeah. And I'm sitting down on the ground, right? 
I'm not that flexible type of guy that can sit there with my legs crossed for a long time. Hmm. Right, That in itself is a mental challenge for me if I had to sit there for a long period of time, okay. let alone it being pitch black, sweating profusely. Is, now, real quick, having, is that because you're like just that on-the-go kind of guy and you weren't ready to slow down and just... Oh, no, no, no. That Just because of my, my hip flexibility. Oh, just okay. too tight. Just a physical yeah, thing. Yeah, my, okay. my glutes are a bit tight. Probably should do <laughs> some more yoga, basically. There you um, go. <laughs> yeah. So... Anyway, I was sitting there, legs crossed, and I was in my head. I was like, "Man, I hope I don't have to do this for too long. This is probably just we'll go around, do some emotional clearing, um, and we'll be done." Anyway, so it starts off, and he has the most limited instructions ever. Like I, I was too busy thinking how hot it was and how uncomfortable my legs were that I didn't even really hear what he was saying. And all of a sudden, just one person at a time goes around in a circle, and I was sort of sitting next to him, so I was like the last person to go. And all of a sudden. Like in, in a lot of this, the um, emotional clearing work that I've done, it's, it's generally a controlled, you're in control of it and you're releasing it and so on and so forth and you go right. through a specific process. Not this, man. This, this felt like I was, I was at a um, it's some crazy place, right? People just starting yelling and screaming like, ah. I felt there was, a, there was a girl across from me. I felt like she was having an exorcism, like they were pulling ghosts or some shit out of her. Like she was freaking out, screaming. I'm sitting there going, oh, my God. And then it got around to me and I'm like, what do, do I do this? Like what do I do, right? I'm, well, it's supposed and, to be different for everybody, right? Well, of course it was. But the, the framework of this was sort of just like, let whatever go through you and come out. And if it's anger, you just yell it out. And if it's sadness, cry. And there's people right, weeping. Right people yelling and screaming i'm like holy shit it was hot right i was like this is crazy like, how about, I, I just want to vent the fact that this is hot hot as hell <laughs> like screw this this is hot <laughs> this is think about you've been in a sauna for like 30 minutes and you're thinking about getting like you should be getting out right but this was like five minutes in hmm. <clears throat> anyway we go around once they bring in another rock go around again rah, rah, yeah, crying do it. just going through this this process and I'm like, oh, gosh, thank God this will be the last round. Mate, we went through five rocks, right? Mm. And I hopped out and we are in that bloody teepee for 50 minutes. I must have, like, I don't even remember what what went on in there other than a few instances because all I was doing was sitting there going, you're not going to quit, man. You, you're not going to get out. You can't be the only person who gets out of here. Mm. And I did that from probably minute seven onwards. It was just this mental battle with myself, right? Mm. But as soon as I got out, I was just like, oh, my God, like I can do anything, right? So it was that putting myself to, to the pressure. But why I bring this story up, that's not the actual reason why. But uh, it was a good addition to the story. Oh, yeah. Prior to the teepee, right, and I, and I didn't know this. I just thought this was just part of tradition. So do you know why they bang on drums and, and, and chant? Do you know why the American Indians, why they did that? Well, I mean, not just, the, I mean, I was going to throw out there, I don't know. I don't know the tribal history. I thought it was about sensory or just trying to like uh, get your brain wrapped around it. I don't know. So here's what it is. And when I found this out, I was like, oh my God, that's, that's, the, that's a link that I've been missing. Okay. Right. So what it is, is obviously our bodies are vibrations, right? Mm -hmm. So we're a vibration. Put us behind the uh, well, yeah, our, actually, I've had some like cellular gurus on here. And, like the earth actually resonates at a certain frequency. Our bodies, yep. like I, I actually, yep. I've gotten into earthing in the past two years. I had no idea that just simply walking out barefoot and standing in the dirt and the grass or whatever you have is yep. so vital to reconnect Grounding. you. 
Yeah. Yep. Grounding. Yeah. hundred percent. So we're obviously at a certain frequency, right? And what our mobile phones and tech technology does is lowers that frequency. Okay. So technically we're, we're walking around with a lower frequency of what we really should be at. So the whole point of the, the banging on the drum and the vibration from the drum is it, it upregulates and raises our natural frequency to a level where it's ready to be able to, you can emotionally clear and, and resolve. Oh, so it's like basically stimulating or basically increasing your thresholds so you're yep. ready for more. Correct. Okay. Bridging the gap. Yeah. Right, so let's call it, we're, we're raising it up. Gotcha. And I was like, that's such an interesting um, way of looking at it because I was always under the, and this is what I love about this universe, right? Um, for every positive, there's a negative. For every left, there's a right. For every one way, there's the opposite way. Like I would, I was sitting and I went into this experience going, well, when you release emotions, you need to be in control of it. Because if you're not in control of it, it's someone, it's something else that's driving this thing through you, mm-hmm. right? And and I've had amazing experiences understanding and following that philosophy and, and figuring it out. But there was just something different that was the complete opposite about this, where I was banging on a drum, I was chanting, I was sitting in a hot tent, screaming and yelling. But the the overall effect was just as cleansing, right? Which goes back to this concept where, you know, everything happens for a reason because on one side of the fence, this is happening, but on the other side, this is the equal, the opposite reaction that's supposed to be happening. So for every fire, right, there's new trees that get blossomed because this this particular pine tree needs to have fire for it to flourish, mm-hmm. right? For every fish species in the ocean that gets eaten by another one, it's because they're sustaining the development of the next one and the next one, right? right? So it's when you see things like that and you can look at it, it changes your lenses and the way in which you look at life itself, right? Like it, it just really changes the way in which you look at it. And, it, and it, I feel it actually makes living life a lot easier and a far, far more pleasurable because you can under, you can you can accept what's happened. Well, see, right? I love I love what you've been hitting on because we've hit on so much here. It's not just events, right? It's your mind, a big thing here, this is, it's funny because I joked around, like we talk about health, business, and lifestyle, and then after two and a half, over two and a half years now, I'm like, man, I should have thrown the keyword mindset in there because I bring on powerful co-hosts like you guys, and it's like we always end up, at some point in the show, there is some type of impact on mindset. It is so huge, whether we're talking about a health guru or an entrepreneurial guru or just, you know, lifestyle in general, mindset, it just obviously a healthy lifestyle and being open to learning new things in business and, and life in general is going to help fuel the mindset, but the minds it, it's a two way street. It's the mindset's mm-hmm. huge. The mental game. Well, it all, it all stems from that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also it stems from the physiology. So obviously from our body, like I, I got into the 11 years ago, I started, I guess, my entrepreneurial journey in the health and fitness industry. And I became obsessed about, um, you know, the human body and biology and so on and so forth. And then Same that here. opened up the, ca- the chasm to shit. None of that really matters if we don't have, you know, this thing switched on. The brain you know, game, the man. Brain. You know, so it's, um, it's just that natural progression that, that you see, right? You, you feel like it's the, it's the health and it's the physical attributes that are the main driver. But I, I just, you can't have one without the other. There, there is equally is equally important because you could have the mind of a, a Jedi Knight, but you could look like a bloody you know, bakehouse, right? Like that's, 
it, it, it's not gonna it's got to go hand in hand with each other and yeah. that's where i think the real utopian outcome for people and that's why i love what your show is about you know health lifestyle business it's for me it's it's i eat breathe sleep all of that right but we didn't um, always right let's be real i mean people here in this are uh-huh. like uh, there's a kind i i love what you're hitting on right now because i'm sure you can appreciate this i think after the first year all of a sudden about probably about the last past year year and a half i throw out another little blurb now i'm like you know and I've had to learn this. This was actually a conversation I had two hours ago because I had a heart-to-heart with one of my oldest friends about my relationship with my younger brother. And he was like, listen, he's like, I said, you know, something that came up on the show about a year and a half ago, and I can't forget it, is that we're just all at a different place on the timeline. I was not where I am today. I was where, and I think it's important when people hear this stuff that they do still connect. Some people go like, my God, there's no way. I could never be where Scott is or where Brett is. And we're like, what are you talking about? We're human beings. We're all just at a different place in the timeline because maybe we put in a little bit more work here or there. Maybe it was personal development. Maybe it was professional development. We've all, you hinted at this earlier in the show. You have to make the mistakes. You can't cheat the hack, so to speak. You still need to crash and burn because that's where the, that's where the powerful lessons are learned. And that's what helps us progress down the timeline. Oftenly, in a faster way, right? You're talking about pouring a giant 50-gallon drum, for example, on, <laughs> on the fire, right? Well, in order to do that, you got to embrace the suck, man. You got to take some major, major risks. Are, are we are we hitting on the same cylinder here? <laughs> man, I, I think that the if people can see life, and I don't think I've ever framed it like this, but it's sort of popping up for me. Mm-hmm. If people can see life as just a game of snakes and ladders, right? Oh, wow. It, it gives you massive levels of excitement because you don't have to go through every block along the board. You can go, you know what? Shit, I just found a break here and I'm climbing up three levels now. Right. Oh yeah. So that, that's one way of looking at it. You can go, I'm going to play a game of snakes and ladders and I'm going to take the highs with the lows. Cause guess what? You might fall onto a snake tail and slip on back down and you're like, ah shit, what's happening. Right. I just had a conversation with a really good friend of mine um, about two weeks ago. He called me craziest story ever. Um, he, he moved to America, started a new business. Um, he had something happen to him here in Australia that was absolutely tragic um, from a, an entrepreneur experience, growing a big business. Um, long story short, some things happened. His employees basically stole the business from underneath him, oh. locked him out of it. He was left with a five-year lease, had to go bankrupt, right? So he'd come out of that and just started growing a, a new business. And, and he was uh, in America, growing an amazing business, um, getting back on, on track financially. And um, he went to go back to the country um, like three weeks ago and he got pulled into um, into customs. He was in there for like six hours and at the end of it, they're like, we're deporting you back to Australia because he'd started the business. Um, was he still tied to it? He was. Yeah, he uh. was. Um, and that was because in April, apparently Trump changed the legislation around that and the visas and all that stuff anyway. So he's got right now a house over in the States, brand new car that he just bought it, his entire life, right? His entire life sitting in this house and he's not allowed back in the country. Are you kidding? He's me? now back here, you know, 40 years old. He's, he's starting life from zero again. You know, he's, he's got kids, he's got a wife, et cetera, et cetera. Where but are they? They're here in Australia. Okay. They got my God. I was like, dear, dear God. I was like, please tell me at least has his family. Okay. Yeah, yeah of right. course. Yeah. Okay. That, that would have been a terrible story. Oh my God. But, um, <laughs> you know, and I said to him, I said, man, you know, we, we choose to play this game, right? You, you want the highs. 
you want to get those massive windfalls of, of cash injections and you want to earn more money than most people ever earn on a salary working for someone else, mm-hmm. we need to take these highs and lows, man. We need to take them. You need to understand, again, back into that ethos of, um, you know, everything Everything happens for a reason. You weren't meant to go there. And I knew because I'd been, I talked to him fairly frequently and, and I could tell that he just wasn't, like he wasn't lit up yeah, right from within to be building this company over there. Um, and, but one thing I know, and this, this I hope resonates with a lot of people here is um, he wouldn't have given up either. That's his problem. And I said, that is why you got kicked out of the country, mate. Cause that's the only thing the universe could deliver to you right now that would stop you from running that business. Am I right? And he's like, hmm. yeah, right. Cause I would have, I would have taken it to the fucking last ounce of breath right to do this thing and i said you know that there's a massive lesson in that you know like sometimes it's okay just to down the tools it's okay to go you know what this isn't the thing that i'm meant to be doing i'm just going to change path wow no. great way to sometimes look at that. sometimes secretly for me and the reason why i attract a lot of problems and when i say problems not huge dramatic problems but i put out to the universe that i love solving problems right most entrepreneurs love to solve problems and that's what we do we're problem solvers that is the definition of entrepreneurship right i love seeing problems because i'm like i got 30 solutions straight there to to fire out this is how my brain's wired so i have to i have to be able to be comfortable with and you have to expect a lot more problems if you if you don't want many problems put out to the universe that you hate problems you don't like solving them you don't want to do anything and the universe will provide a life of that for me Right, what that looks like, who knows? But being able to, and, and this comes back again to emotional intelligence and the deeper psyche of it all, is, is paying attention to these signs. Right, paying attention to our own personal signs of how committed am I actually to seeing this thing through, or am I just seeing it through because I don't want other people to think that, um, you know, I, I'm a loser or I failed or, you know. I shouldn't be doing this or I don't deserve this or whatever negative narrative that you want to attach to it, but paying attention to our own personal signs. Cause in my consulting business that I had prior to, to um, Campbell media group, most of my conversations and, and you talk, you hit on it the, before around, you know, we talk about mindset. I mean, 99% of my business coaching or mentoring or advising that I provide a lot of businesses other than some tactile, information is all around the way we're thinking the way we're thinking about our thinking the way that we're actually stopping and analyzing and paying attention to the signs because if you don't pay attention to the sign like imagine playing snakes and ladders and you were that emotionally aware that shit the next square is a, is a snake's head and i'm going to stand on that bloody snake's head and go all the way down four levels deep hmm. but if you can see that ahead and you've learned how to jump, you can jump that snake's head, right? So you can sort of take a little bit of the risk out of it by becoming more and more aware and emotionally intelligent um, with what's happening with inside yourself and what's happening externally. Interesting way of looking at it. I like it. I mean, so is this, is this stuff that happens with your groups that you coach and stuff too? Because obviously I know you have a, you're not just Camel Media Group. <laughs> yeah. So. So, so I've got another business called Unleash Your Greatness, which right. was inspired by a tragic um, instance in my life that really started that. And I truly believe every single person 
should be living the life that they truly want to be living. Um, hence why it's called Unleash Your Greatness. So it's unleashing your greatness out to the world in whatever form that looks like. Right. Um, and that, again, started from me going through my own personal journey, struggling, you know, 11 years ago, had no idea really what I wanted to do, didn't know who I was. I was a young, lost man, right? And going through that and all of these experiences and and analyzing and looking and learning and developing um, again, leads back into that ethos of wanting to be able to teach and share and communicate with others. Um, I just actually got back from a seven-day retreat um, with a friend of mine, his business, where we had 80 entrepreneurs. And and majority of my conversations were really around the way we're thinking, the way you're looking at your business, right? So one of the biggest conversations that I'm having right now with business owners is like we're a digital growth agency, right? So we're specialists in pay-to-play advertising, right? Right. Um, we want to get our message in front of the right person at the right time as fast as we possibly can to get the biggest impact for you and your business, right? Oh, that's, is that connected to all your videos you have around Authority Academy? So that, that Authority Academy is a brand of, that's the consulting. Okay, okay. So that's more the, hey, you want to build a business, let me coach you and teach you Yeah, I'm you just doing, do. I'm going to do some screen sharing here because I, I have all your content up. <laughs> I can't help it because I'm like, yeah, okay, sure. you, you, you're, you know, you're a hustler, man. You got a lot going on. You got all or nothing. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, this is all clicked on his website, brettcampbell.net. But you got the, under the video shows, you got the hashtag all or nothing. You have, you know, the Authority hey, Academy. Check this out. Yeah. Episode 51 that you've got there, right? Yeah. So that episode there, I'm actually in hospital. I see right? that. Yeah. There's something, there's, there's a real interesting thing around this because that was 50 days into building the company. Wow. Right? 51 days, let's call it. And we, I took the team to um, Bounce, which is a trampoline. Oh yeah, we got that stuff around here. Yeah. Trampoline. yeah, yeah. Um, so indoor trampoline, <clears throat> and um, there I actually ended up smashing my big toe against the wall. So I, I, I tried to be silly. I was trying to jump off the tramp onto the top of the wall, and I, I literally landed straight dead on. And I seen my foot just go. Oh my gosh, what happened? Next day, I couldn't even move. Right, like I couldn't even move. And I've and here I am blogging it, still committed to our vlog, and I'm bloody crawling down the stairs with my iPhone at that stage because I was like, I'm off day and e this is crazy. But looking at that going, you know, I was so like 50 days in, I was working all day, all night to get this company up off the ground to build it, to grow it, etc. Yeah. And we'd already developed a small team at that stage. And this accident happened. I'm like, oh my God, why did this happen? And just so happens, um, there was like, you've seen there three videos before, I was at, um, at, the, at one of my client's gyms getting a, a scan because I was like, oh, I need to do something about my, um, so if you scroll down there, it was, oh, yeah, there. Okay. so like I was going in to get my scan. Um, and what happened was, um, I was ready to start a brand new fitness program. Cause going back to this, you said earlier, it's not always, you know, always bells and whistles. I was in a position where I'd neglected my own fitness and health in the quest of just going all in on this, growing a business right which a lot of people um, are guilty of we think oh no man i just got to cut out all the distractions i just got to go all in because i'm building a multi-million dollar empire of course <laughs> and, and that's exactly that that's the mindset that i was having and then it took this it took this example and if you if you know anything about metaphysics and so on and so forth there's a lot of this injuries are connected to a to a high reason and injuries in your feet are to slow you down to make you stop mm. check in right so here I am 
about to start a fitness program and nutrition program and I can't even walk. And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is, this is you know, why is this happening right now? But when I truly understood and looked at it, I'm like, okay, that's cool. It's supposed to happen. It just means I need to get my nutrition on point and be really clean with that. And and I just can't train for a few weeks. It's true. Um, we, have, we have other ways to stay dialed in, you know? Correct. And that here's the universe going, you know what, Brett? Because when I get a problem, just let you know, I don't just have one problem. There's a, there's a series, right? Uh, they they all come to me, right? Is it is it that is that the game of like oh everything happens in threes or in your case is it maybe five? Ten. <laughs> ten. Yeah, potentially <laughs> tens, right? But see again, I wouldn't have it any other way because that's that's what allows me to quickly navigate and think through any problem that that's put in front of me, and not dwell on it. Right, and just go. You know what? This this is with all my collective knowledge and collective understanding, and um, that I've accumulated over my years of being alive. Nine times out of ten, your your first instinct, your intuition, is going to lead you down the right path, hmm. right? And the the more self aware and emotionally intelligent you become, the more you start to listen to that voice, right? And it's it's not even a voice; it's a feeling, right? So, when problems come, like I can quickly solve them very very quickly and they're no longer a problem they're actually an advantage because it's made me be aware of something so what it did do is it stopped me from doing fucking 16 18 hour days because i was feeling the pinch i was feeling like tired and exhausted and uh, you're probably approaching adrenal fatigue and all types of uh side yep. effects yep you name it but it was that that goes hold on brett just a minute mate we're not going to snap your leg for you we're just going to give you you know a potential fracture in your toe to stop you from moving, hopefully you'll learn from that, right? If I didn't, who knows what could happen? I could bloody lose my leg for it to, to wake me up. Just like my mate, right? He had to get kicked out of a country for him to no longer pursue that business. Eesh. Yeah. Because he wasn't, so he, wasn't about, he wasn't paying attention to his natural self-awareness. He wasn't. That's it. Yeah. That's it. You can. I'm one of the most relentless people that I know. <laughs> I'm one of the most relentless people that I know, but I'm also very, very aware and happy to be able to drop the rope. I don't need to play tug of war against the game. I know I'm not going to win. Right? Gotcha. You, you've got to be you've got to be aware of these things, and it's okay. And I learned this the hard way because um, when I got kicked out of high school, I did an apprenticeship. I knew on day one I didn't even want to do that. I was like, "This is not for me. I should not be here." But some advice that I got from my mother was, you know, stick at it because, you know, if all else fails in life, you can always fall back on this. True. And I remember, I remember that so clearly. I'm like, that is like now looking at him going, mom, that was like the worst advice ever. Mm -hmm. Like basically implanting yeah, my mind that it's a you could fail, you could fail and you're going to, you're going to need this essentially. And mm -hmm. I know she was, she was providing the best advice of what she had at the right time, et cetera, et cetera. But Again, it happened and I stuck it out and I'm like, well, I, I stayed here for five years, got to the top where I could within that. And then I decided to go to university. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go and study sports science and, and become a personal trainer. Mm -hmm. But I, from day one at uni, I signed up to a four-year degree. I signed up and I'm like, day one, I was like, oh my God, this is ridiculous. The only good thing was was the girls and the freedom that we had. Right. I was sort of an adult student at that time going into, you know, adult, I was what, 21 or something, 22, going into university. I was like, you know, this is amazing, right? Yeah. Got a lot more swag when you're 22. And, you know, that's that was my mindset. I was like, oh, this is my gap year, right? Um, anyway, went in, knew straight away. I was like, man, this is, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Long story short, I lasted one year. I seen out that season mm -hmm. and I was like, that's me, I'm done. 
I'm I'm no I'm not going to fall into the trap that I did originally, where I'm going to sit this out for four years. So what I did was I ended up within the so our university ended in November and was supposed to come back for the second year in March. From November to March, I'd already moved to Australia, completed my certification certifications to become a personal trainer, and I already had a job. I already had a. Um, I was already in a, working in a gym with a full client roster by March, so I messaged all my uni mates, going, "Bro, good luck with uni for the second year. I'm already working, earning a couple of grand cash a week." I was like, "This is amazing, mm-hmm. right?" Because what I did was I dumped a thousand gallons of liter of fuel on. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna change my path, but I have to do everything that I can to make this work. Right. Because I always believe there's another way. There's always another way to do something. Well, I think that's what a lot of people here in this this whole show today, um, I think, should be getting out of this. At least I'm reminded of is that there is always another path. A lot of people mm-hmm. feel backed in the corner, and again, this comes back to mindset. Maybe you just haven't built up enough uh, <laughs> hospital visits or uh, you know speed bumps, so to speak, in life to remind us, like, oh, wait a minute, there's another way, there's another option. Mm-hmm. It's kind of funny because you brought up the hospital thing because in January, I was telling you before the show, like I got married in March. I was laying in a hospital bed in January. I'd never been hospitalized. I've had my shoulder rebuilt from ski crashes over the years, but those were outpatient surgeries. Well, I accidentally collapsed my lung in January because apparently you can do that. I don't know. Accidentally? Yeah, well. <laughs> yeah accidentally. It's called a spontaneous pneumothorax. Anyway. But I'd um, for you to do it on purpose to be able to do it on right? purpose. Yes. Yeah. And I didn't know. Like I, I had it for like three weeks. I just thought I was oh, getting wow. a chest cold. But luckily, uh, luckily, I'm fit enough. They said that my other lung was doing a great job. <laughs> but uh, I finally went for a chest X-ray, and next thing you know, they're rushing me to the hospital for surgery. So, uh, great life lesson. Mm. Uh, reminder that why am I hustling and doing all these things? I got a wedding coming up. Like it was a wake up call, and I ended up having getting. I actually had. To, I was in for eight days. I got lung surgery and everything. So. Oh, wow. It was a wake-up call. Um, mm-hmm. So, And, and I, I made sure I did videos right? from the hospital bed. <laughs> people thought I was weird. I was doing Facebook Lives. I didn't care. I'm like, I need people to know that I know I'm a nutball, but I still have no problem showing the humility behind this. Like, yeah, I'm human, bro. Like, I fucked up. Okay, sorry, guys. Oh. All right, Scott, Scott shit the bed, and now he has to go get lung surgery. But I'm still cool. Even the nurses like, you have the best attitude. Like, you're really just, they looked forward to coming to my room, they said. And I said, well, mm-hmm. what am I going to do? Be woe is me and then be one of your annoying patients? That, and then I have to worry about you not taking care of me because you, don't, you guys don't like me? I don't, I don't think nurses do that. But <laughs> let's, let's create a positive relationship here while, yeah. while I'm in here. So, yeah, I, I can connect with you on your hospital stuff. <laughs> I don't think it needs to be so critical either, like, you don't need to wait till you get hit by a car or a friend dies or something crazy or your lung collapses accidentally, right? You don't have to wait for something so significant. It can be small things. It can be little signs. You've just got to start becoming more aware. And, you know, at the end of each day, just do a scan through your day and go, geez, what happened there that was sort of like felt like, I call it the glitch in the matrix, right? When anything happens and I'm like, that just didn't feel like if it brings it to my attention, then for me, it's like that wasn't normally something that would happen in that specific way or order. Or Hence why like, I can walk into a room and you move a pot plant like five centimeters and I haven't been in your office for three months. I'd come in and I could see it. Mm. I'd be like, oh, geez, you, there's something different here. It's the pot plant, right? Because I'm, I'm allowing myself to be so self-aware of my surroundings. But 
when you're self-aware of your own internal thing, your glitches in the matrix that happen, you can pay attention to and you go, was that little comment there that that person said, like, what, what that's out of the normal, you know, because a lot of people don't know how to communicate properly. Yeah. And people throw out signs, right? Generally, you find this in your, in your marriages or your partnerships, right? Your partner, if, you know, might throw out a specific sign, you're like, mm, okay, I know that that didn't mean what was actually said. There's a deeper thing that they don't know how to communicate and they're doing X to but, try and get to Z. But, but do we pause and actually then allow them to expand on that or do we just skip on by and then you never actually get the real meaning, right? Like yeah, not, look, I mean, if, if your relationship, well, ideally that's where you'd like to go. Go, hey, look, totally, totally appreciate what you just said. However, I heard this. Can you, you know, can you correct me if I'm wrong here or is there something else that I need to be aware of? Like yeah. what, what's happening? You know, sometimes you might not catch it straight away. And you're like, oh, that felt weird, and you're on to this next thing. But, but by at the end of each day, being able to just scan your day, right? You, you'll be able to see things. Like I picked up something yesterday that, that one of the teams said that just felt a little bit out of out of character for this particular person. And without sort of psychoanalyzing, oh, what was it? What could it be? And trying to come up with all these potential problems and then try and solve the problem before they're even a problem right mm -hmm. where problem solvers generally want to go to they they seek out a problem and, and oh i'm going to solve that it was more the seek first to understand right and i and i had a conversation with that with the person today and just as a quick one to say hey, i just want to check in you know yesterday when we we're having a bit of a chat this was said and i just wanted to see if there's anything else surrounding that that you'd like to speak about and just so happened it was mm -hmm. right um so this whole concept again of just being aware of, and it doesn't mean you're always right, just because you're like, oh, I had a glitch in the matrix, um, so there has to be something wrong with that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. it's just being aware of the signs and knowing how to play, um, play the game. Well, I, I think it's important that you just shared that though. Is that people? That's another great another great takeaway from the show. Is like, okay, guys, let's let's. You don't have to be the magician or the PhD doctorate level of self awareness, but if we can just. No start working on that a little bit more i know i'm guilty of it i mean that that whole lung thing it, it's funny because i i was uh, there's a very successful blogger out there he's actually known as the blind blogger he's actually blind and i've had him on the show a couple times shout to maxwell ivy and he commented on facebook saying you know guy he's like you know scott he's like i i hear you on youtube and i hear you on your podcast because obviously he's blind and he said you know i've found you for a while and i know you're mr health and fitness junkie and adrenaline junkie but he's like this could be a great opportunity for you to realize that were you actually listening to your body? Because I joked around that I, it was collapsed for three weeks and I literally mm. went and did a CrossFit competition with it. <laughs> and I laugh about it now, but my, mm. my surgeon was not laughing about it. <laughs> but he's just like, he's like, don't you think you might not have been paying attention or listening? And at first I responded right away. I'm like, come on, man. I was like, dude, I just didn't know. I thought it was a chest cold. And I waited a day or two once I found out that I actually had to get surgery. And I went back to that post and I said, Max, you know, thanks for calling me out, bro. Like, dude, you're right. I should have known more. I, I, why didn't I go get an x-ray sooner? You know, stuff like that. So what you said right there, I think is everything, right? Is, and, and I said to you at the very start of this, this episode that, I just can't help it because I feel compelled to um, to do it. As you said, called you out, 
Right. So you said something where you're like, I used probably too many. Oh, the buzzwords. Uh, yeah, you called me fire, out. Thank right? you for that coaching. I called you out, man. Yeah, you did. And it's it's not because I think I'm right. I just felt like there's a glitch in the matrix here. When I hear someone, you know, like yourself, who who's confident, who's got a great show, who's doing great things, we all still have that self-negative talk. And for me, it was like oh, I, I feel compelled to do it, and it's not done in a in a negative narcissistic way at all. However, when you said it was a max, was that max? Yeah, max Ivy, max, max. Yeah. Shout out Max for for doing probably the most. Um, rewarding thing that, that you can actually do if done with an intentional empathetic manner is to be able to call someone out. It doesn't mean you're right if you're calling them out. It's, and calling someone out in, in a specific way, you can do it very, very compassionately. Saying, hey, you're a fucking idiot, dude. Listen to your body. <laughs> yep. Like that's not, that's not the way in which it should be done, right? Mm -hmm. It should be done in a, hey, you know, this happened, that happened. What, you know, is there anything else around that that you could potentially think about and is get you to start thinking, you know what, you're probably right. So calling people out, calling, especially the people you care about. And I mean, look, we've got a very fresh relationship and I mean, I felt compelled to not that as a major thing, but hopefully now next time when you start talking about that, guess what's going to be there. I'll be on your shoulder going, dude, pump yep. those fire analogies, pump it. Cause that's part of your brand. That's part of your ethos. It's what you believe in. Well, and I, and I, sometimes, I can pause you on that. I respect that because I mean, this is part of like everything you guys do. Like you are a, I'm very big advocate of personal branding. This is what you help people with. It's like, dude, own, mm. own your freaking personal brand guys. Mm. And, and you calling me out. I take that very seriously. Cause I know that's part of who, mm. who you are and what you do. Yeah, mate. Appreciate it. And, um, I, th I think it's, it's a, it's a missed art. <laughs> like pe people are, people are easy to be keyboard warriors where, a lot of the time beneath all the keyboard warrior shit and self-negative talk, there's actually some lessons that people can learn. Like if, if, if there's a number of people calling you out on something or hanging shit on you, there's generally something within that that you could potentially foster and gain from it. Maybe not everything someone's saying is right. Like if you get a negative review from a customer or, or someone says something bad about you, it's like seek first, understand like why are they actually, why would they even be thinking that? Is there some, is there a little bit of truth in this? Hmm. So calling out someone can, can massively um, uplift their game of snakes and ladders. Uh, and by the way, I love the, I love the fact you tied in snakes and ladders. I have not heard that in uh, a long time. <laughs> but the funny thing is, like whether you're in Australia or US, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm actually going to Google that when we. Uh, I'm going to make a note here for my VA. I'm going to make sure we can see if we can. I'm going to find a link to that, <laughs> and we'll, we'll link that in the show notes because people are like, what is he talking about? I'm like, we're going to have that link yeah. so you guys know. Like Photoshop, a picture. Photoshop your head on the head of every snake. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Well, and actually, so actually, before, we are bringing the show towards a close, obviously, but um, I also want to make sure before we get off of the show that we do give a shout out to the fact that I hinted in your intro that you're an author and I'm about to become a new author. I'm working on the final editing of my first book, but I want to make sure we didn't skip over uh, the fact that you have on your site, obviously, right now and why mm -hmm. not you and why not now? So anytime people write a book, I have to promote it because I respect authors now that I've had to go through the struggles of mm. writing a first book. Dear God, that is a, that's a project. <laughs> so it is. I've, I actually, to be honest, I've, I've had the, the opposite effect. I found it quite easy and quite um, refreshing to be able to do it. Um, hmm. 
now obviously there's a number of working parts and pieces that go within it but i've actually it's interesting because I, I talked to a lot of people as well who are authors and and have a very similar narrative to yourself of it's, it's been tough and it's been a, a bit of a i actually found it probably one of my easiest projects i've, I've created hmm. um the, the hardest part was deciding so if you scroll down there um the hardest part was coming up with the million dollar book oh yeah so if you scroll, scroll all the way down oh yeah look at that i didn't go all the way down one million dollars so um that was probably the hardest part trying to come up with with what i'm providing so um but i appreciate the um the awareness around that and and the book itself really ties into the to the ethos of what i've been talking about here is just you know the title says it's all says it's all right it's like right now yeah it's like don't wait for tomorrow don't wait for next week um start taking action right now to live the life that you want to live so um well, and it's funny because you have in here all these bonuses, right? Like, okay, right now, daily planning. Uh, bonus two, lean body secrets, right? You're a fellow health and fitness junkie like I am. Uh, the right now lifestyle planner. We talked about how like lifestyle is a process. and It's okay. We're making mistakes. We got to plan this stuff. Right here, though, bonus number four is huge, right? Unstoppable confidence and meditation. But also, I'm a huge fan of VIP communities. Whether or not you want to call them mastermind groups or, well, let's leave it at mastermind. VIP groups, whatever. <sighs> Just like we, let's full circle this back as we bring the show to a close. Like, dude, we talked about it. You talked about it. You go to these events and you leave with all this fire and you're just fired up and you're ready to take on the world. And then a week or two goes by and it starts dissipating and calming down. And at your, to your point, you want to keep that fire burning as hot as it was when you dumped that, uh-huh. that petrol on it, right? Well, this is one of those hacks. You want to call it a hack, right? Dude, find a community of like-minded people that you want to be inspired by. I'm a very big advocate for community engagement. Take advantage of these online networks, you know, the internet, whatever. And like, guys, if you don't can't physically find them in your community, go digital. All right. Yeah. So, I mean, how long have you had your VIP community? Um, that one in particular, I, th- I think I wrote the book in 2016. I think 16. I thought yeah, it was 16. 17. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my biggest piece of advice, I think is find someone you resonate with them with sorry find someone you resonate with offer to pay them a substantial amount of money to get inside their brain and all the fast tracks that you can possibly have like oh, again this sort of ties back into when we started Campbell media group before we had our fourth client we'd already had a um we've already created a board so we've got a board of directors we've got a chairman of the board you know so we've invested heavily in that and it's like most people don't even have a board until you know, they're sort of turning over multiple millions a year. It's like, we did that from day one because I knew that we were quickly going to be doing that. So it's like getting ahead of the curve, you know, and and going, how can we fast track? Like, what advice could I get now by being able to tap into someone and have them on auto dial to be able to call them and go, hey, I'm thinking about doing this. What do you think? And they go, no, that's a silly idea. Do this. Or yes, you should do that. The, the amount of time that you fast track, like groups on Facebook are great. But they're also like imagine 30 fires starting off at the same time, all in different areas. That's what happens when you put a post out in a Facebook group. Hey, I'm struggling with X. What should I do? You'll get 30 people go, you should do this. No, you should do this. You should do that. You should do this. And all of a sudden, you can't even keep one fire burning. How are you going to keep 30 little fires burning? Mm. You know, find the mother load of fire extract everything that you possibly can or could from this particular individual or, or individuals and go all in on it. Like that's the fastest path, I believe. Good point. That's true. It can get very noisy. That's a very good point. 
I, I manage a few communities with people, noise. they get noisy. <laughs> it does, man. And, and it's not because people, like people are truly sincerely wanting to be able to help. Yeah. But you've got to toe the line, right? There are so many different ways you can build your business. There's so many different ways you can build your brand. And, and there you know, are people who truly want to help you. They truly do. They're trying to help you. They're giving you your feedback, but it gets noisy. But see, and this is where like, I'm very limited in the, the feedback I provide on social media, purely based around I don't want to add to the noise. Mm. I don't want to add to it. I need to cut through that fucking noise really, really clearly. Well, also, I think we need to be reminded also, like just like you and just like me and maybe people hearing this, like people forget to value what their feedback is worth. So the other thing is, yeah. a lot of that noise, people are giving it all away for free. So yeah. I know I can't help everybody, but there's only a few people that I, you know, if you want to call it coaching or whatever, that I consult or I work with. Like I keep my client yeah. list smaller. So why? Because I know what I'm worth. So yeah, I'll throw a couple little things here and there, but in the end, like you want the, you want the full, full jam? Okay, well, that's why you have packages and things mm. like that on your site. What level you're at? I'll work with you, but here's the different levels. This is what it's worth. Put some skin in the game. <laughs> For, and even something I've noticed of late, like, and this sort of goes against sort of my own original model of consulting and coaching is you've got to find what works for you, right? Signing up to a mastermind, doing three events a year, paying 25 grand or 20 grand to attend and maybe getting some email support or you get a Facebook group, man, that business model has been created to support the business owner who's created that fucking business, right? Mind my language because I get real passionate about this. Because oh no, we don't we don't edit shit. You can shit fuck ass, cool. whatever. Um, <laughs> the shit fuck out of it. Yeah. Um, so something that I I want people to be able to to try and hear or understand is that pick what works best for you. So for me, masterminds only work if I want to be in a group of other people, like minded individuals. Right? I won't sign up to a mastermind to learn a set specific set of business practices or, or mm. a particular topic, right? If I want to learn how to do sales in my business, I'll go and hire the best sales coach out there and I'll pay them whatever they need to be paid to teach me the best of the best, tick it off next, right? That's me, right? So I'm saying not everyone should do this, but you need to find your jam, what works for you. Yeah, you know what for works me, for you. Yeah, exactly. You got to find what works for you. Don't, don't just go and sign up to masterminds or group coaching and this and that because it seems like a cool thing and there's heaps of people in the group making heaps of money. You've got, you've got to figure out what works for you. What's going to get the best value from you. Cause I see this all the time, you know, people, and I had a, I had a group coaching model as well as some one-on-ones. Right. And one thing I always knew is obviously the one-on-ones was they would always get better results because it's, it's a different relationship. So you've got to find what works best for you. You might get vibed off the group scenario and you get what you need from it and that's absolutely perfect sure right but trying to have this one size fits all model to life just does not work well, that's a very valuable point wow well uh listen i want to respect obviously the rest of your time even though it's like you still have your whole business day ahead of you because <laughs> what is it like 11 yeah. 12 o'clock over there close to half past 11 now so nice well it's like after 9 p.m here so you yeah you're definitely on the other side of the world <laughs> certainly i'm actually heading over your way in about three weeks oh yeah um, whereabouts yeah, i'm gonna be i'm heading to canada then new york um end of june nice any kind of big yeah. promotional thing or just connecting with colleagues uh, or from um generally for holiday to be honest i'm having a bit of a break well good for um, you 
And you're going to one nice. of the busiest cities in the world. And my wife wants to go to New York. Uh, but um, <laughs> Got to make got, got to keep the ladies happy. That's um, right, man. Wow. Yeah, um, I'm definitely more of an island guy. I go to like Maldives or Bora Bora or somewhere where no one can get a hold of me. Yes. Uh, 2010, I went and backpacked to Ireland. It was great. I was unplugged more than half the time. So that was a, Excellent. That was a while ago. That was before I met my now wife. So obviously, it was a little more freedom. <laughs> well, uh, I hinted at it before you and I started rapping today. Um, and I knew it. Dude, you drop so many solid bombs on this show. It's ridiculous. I even took a couple of notes just for my own quick review. Like the power of video and vlogging, the fact that we all are trying to fuel the fire and keep the fire going, dropping name dropping people like David Edinburgh and shout out to Max Ivy, obviously the blind blogger. But the, the awesome story of sweat lodges and the fact that you can do anything when you came out of that. Um, you know, the, the, the game of snakes and ladders, I love that. But also, like, even towards the end here, like, this importance of self-awareness, um, so much going on. So, I don't know, man. How would you like to close the show out? What, do you, what are some, what is there an all-encompassing message you, you got to kind of sum it all up? Or do you got something up, exciting coming up, man? Final words, what do you got? First of all, uh, this, is, this has been a fantastic conversation. I love We've definitely vibe vibe really well. You can go on some podcasts and it can be quite uh, sticky. And yeah, I don't believe in templates. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I see another one of those same questions again, um, but for me, I just firstly want to thank you for for having this dialogue and and what we've talked about today. Some of the things I've, I've been talking about, I haven't talked about in a long time. So it's it's fantastic as a you know a podcast guest to be able to come on and talk about different things and, well, and you're a fellow podcaster too so well, correct yeah and, and things that i'm extremely passionate about you know obviously I'm, I'm sort of known as that fast growth business guy facebook marketing you know um got a lot of results in, in that area and yeah. you know a lot of people obviously like to talk about the tactic and so on and so forth and maybe we can come back and if your audience you know wants it come back and do more of a tactile um we have done that growth. i mean great great guys like you can hold the conversation i do welcome them back obviously so mm -hmm. that that invite is open but I, I, I love the fact that this is really what I love. I love getting into, yeah. into the shit that people haven't got pulled out of you. And yeah, I know exactly. you, I, and look how passionate you were today. You like talking about it. It just hasn't been talked about in a while. You know, we can come back yeah, and we can really it. lay into the entrepreneurial shit. We can get we can get into that. But we actually did today, to be fair. The shit you talked about was yeah, legitimate sure, entrepreneurial best practices, lessons learned, everything. It just yeah. wasn't so swayed to just growing personal branding and, and you know, hundreds of thousands of likes and stuff. We can expand mm. on that later. So yeah. By all means, but um, yeah, obviously, thank you for that. That's been absolutely fantastic. My, I guess if, if I have any parting messages for anyone is is to, um, and carrying on from this theme of what we've been talking about, um, is that every single thing that happens to you on the daily, within the minute, within the seconds, it's unfolding the way that it is supposed to unfold. And there's no other way that you can look at it, no matter what way you try and spin it, it is supposed to be the way that it is supposed to be. And when you can become aware of that and actually sit with that and and reflect on that, you're going to move forward faster than you've ever moved forward before, right? It's just hands down because there's no other way to look at it, right? That you, you just can't. You have to accept it for what it is and go, that's exactly it. Cool, next. That's exactly it, next. And it just gives you this, um, and for me particularly and, and everyone that I you know help coach navigate through this, is just gives another sense of, um, accomplishment for your what you're doing every day, right? Because you know that you played the cards that were dealt today and sometimes we could play the hand a little bit better, right? Um, sometimes you can go all in and lose, just like the snakes and ladders. But 
knowing that you were supposed to go all in at that time and it was supposed to fall flat on its face or you were supposed to get deported from America, right? Um, in order for that to be the wake up call that you needed to put you on the, the next path, right? Because there, there's no right path. There's no wrong path. There's just the path. And you can be you can be navigating from path to path, and we will throughout our life. We'll be navigating from path to path, um, and just know the one that you're on right now is supposed to be. And if something's resonated from our conversation or another podcast session that you've done, or anywhere else where you hear something on the news tonight, if you if you even watch that, keep yourself open to hearing the messages that you're trying to tell yourself, but you're just deafening with all this other external noise. All right. So look for those little glitches in the matrix, pay attention to them, assess them, and then take action on those because your life will never be the same. You'll look at it and go, Jesus, this life's actually really exciting and fun. I love it. That's man. what I'd have to say, man. I love it. I love the fact you threw back in there, the look for the glitches in the matrix because that did come up a lot in today's show. That might be the theme. Uh, we'll see. Uh, we'll see how that like works out for the show. For the show's time. If, if your graphic design is good enough, they'll dress us as um, Neo and Morpheus. It's a classic. And, uh, that literally was in a conversation last night with my old school buddies. We were talking about the friggin' Matrix and how it, uh, there, there's actually so many underlying things that if you uh, dig deep enough down, you it's a rabbit hole, man. You're just going. Yeah. <laughs> it is. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, hang tight. When you probably go by off the air, ladies and gentlemen. Okay, man. I said it. BrettCampbell.net. Uh, I believe you guys would all agree with me today that he definitely reinforced his bio, okay? Clearly, that's why he's a world-renowned speaker, entrepreneurial, online branding guy, guru, whatever you want to call people these days. But seriously, check out his site. Lots of video shows to check out there. You got the podcast. You got the book. So depending on the kind of learner you have, pick it. Audio, visual, kinesthetic. He's got the content, all right? So again, brettcampbell.net. Check him out. And uh, remember, ladies and gentlemen, we're here to fuel your health, your business, and your lifestyle. Brett definitely helped us do that today. And uh, expect him to be back again because we might dig a little deeper into the business of building your brand because I'm a geek. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Remember, you took a little fuel. Later. Thank you for subscribing to Live the Fuel. Stay connected on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Live the Fuel. And remember, you too can live the fuel. So please visit us at livethefuel.com. Live the Fuel.